0: Welcome back to The Greatness Blueprint. I'm Luke Austin, and it's been about a month since my last episode. There were some things in my life that distracted me from the podcast. I let those things get the best of me, honestly, and I was distracted about the stress of the unknown in my career, relationships, and even my own perception of value that I brought to the world. My confidence took a hit but I'm back. A good friend sent me a quote today. If you're going to eat shit, get good at it. And to me, this is a great reminder that we can easily fall into the trap of wallowing in our own tough times instead of getting back up off the canvas and throwing punches again. Today marks another milestone in this podcast journey. Episode 20. A lot has changed for me since I started this podcast. When I started, I really didn't have much insight into what I wanted to focus on with this podcast. The list of topics that I had to talk about was broad. I didn't know the how, but I knew the what. I wanted to add value to the lives of people that I would normally not touch otherwise. I wanted to give back. With which topics I just didn't know. And while I still don't have it all figured out, I am now 20 steps closer to the end goal of finding my purpose. That brings me to my topic for today, finding your purpose. Today, expect to learn about purpose, how to find yours, how to ignore distractions, what purpose is and what it isn't, how your purpose evolves with you, and how finding and pursuing your purpose makes you better in other areas of your life. As we dive in today, I invite you to reflect on your own path. Think about your purpose. Do you know what it is? Are you moving towards it? Are you ready to transform? Let's find out together. I'm excited for this one. Episode 20 of The Greatness Blueprint starts now. Now, as we dive in today, I wanna start out with defining some of the different key topics around purpose, right? What is purpose? And at the very surface level, if you're looking at a dictionary definition, it would be along the lines of why do we exist? What is our reason for living this life? I think often, if we look at just purpose on the surface, We get the definition wrong as we live out our lives. And I think a good way to think about that differently is to break down three different P's. Purpose, passion, and profession. Purpose, passion, and profession. Purpose being, why do we exist? Passion being something that you really enjoy. And profession, something that you do to allow you to make money, you know, control your finances, and allow you to live the life that you want to live. And often, we think that all of these have to exist in this perfect triangle. And that they're all going to be coming from maybe the same thing, right? Our purpose is our passion, which is our profession. And they may or may not intersect. But in order to ensure that you're able to find your purpose, you first have to realize that profession, passion, and purpose are separate things. So for purpose, it's not just an internal thing, right? It's not just me going out and saying, my purpose is to go fly fishing. You're not going to be fulfilled by doing that. It might be something that you enjoy, but it has to have some level of external contribution. And what do I mean by external contribution? I mean that, let's just take that same fly fishing example. Let's say you want to be a world-class fly fisher. Okay. That can be true. That can be something that you're passionate about. How do you turn that into a purpose? Okay, I want to be a professional fly fisher that teaches our youth how to fly fish and give back to the community. And as a result, I'm going to start up an academy, fly fishing academy, that focuses on teaching young kids how to fly fish. And, you know, their parents would pay for them to come. That's how you can take something that is a passion, tie it to purpose, tie it back to profession. So it's possible to do all three at the same time, but it doesn't have to be that way. And I think this is often created by the culture that we live in.
1: Right. And You know, I think it's pushed at us
0: from society that we have to pick our purpose or our passion or our profession early on in our lives. For all of you parents out there, or maybe even, you know, as you reflect on your childhood, how often did your parents or how often do you ask your kids,
1: what do you want to be when you grow up? It can be a dangerous slope. We do want our kids to
0: dream and we wanna foster, you know, dreaming big for kids.
1: But are we pigeonholing them into something? If we ask our kid, what do you wanna be when you grow up? And they say firefighter. Does that become their identity before they even know what they can bring to the world? It's a tricky question. The same holds true as you move out of high
0: school into college. As I reflect on my own path, right, I didn't have a lot of direction coming out of of high school. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what my purpose was. Right? I was an athlete. I wanted to go pro. I wanted to, you know, become part of uh, athletic franchise, right? I wanted to do something along the lines of of sports because that's all I knew growing up. All I did was play sports. Not that I didn't focus on school as well, but that was a secondary effort, secondary focus for me. And so having my passion be sports and that being the forefront of everything that I did, I never created a purpose for myself. And so when I was asked to pick my, my major as I go into school at 17 years old,
1: I had no clue.
0: So what does a 17-year-old do? They pick something where they think they can make a lot of money, right? Because money brings happiness. I want to be happy, right? And, and so I chose pre-med. How many of you did something similar? You picked a career that you thought would be flashy, you thought would give you a lot of money, you thought that it would
1: bring all of this happiness. I quickly realized when I got into my biology class, you know what, I don't, I don't
0: really like it. I don't want to be a doctor. Sure, the money would have been nice, but
1: I don't think that's, that's not my purpose in this world. We're asking all these kids, 17 years old, never lived on their own in their life,
0: pick what you're going to do for the next 50 years.
1: 50 plus years right now just because just
0: because we think that that's
1: appropriate. And I think it's
0: tough, right? I think it's, it's one of those things where I think it's important for people to start to think and reflect on what their true purpose can be in life. And we'll talk through some steps that more recently I've been able to, to kind of help me find my purpose. But for so long, Right. If you think your passion for sports, your passion for maybe it's fashion, whatever it is, is going to create your purpose or create your profession, I think it can create a lot of unhappiness. And I know for me, it created a lot of uncertainty and stress throughout college when I had no idea what I was going to do. And so, one thing as I've reflected that I wish I would have done earlier, and I think one thing that we can do now, if you have kids or if you're going through this, maybe a career transition, whatever it is, focus on the action or the outcome. And what do I mean by that? So, there's two ways you can think about career, right? You can think about choosing
1: a career or choosing. The outcome.
0: And what do I mean by that? So career choice. I want to be a doctor. I want to be in construction. I want to be a firefighter. Okay?
1: That is a career choice. Versus thinking about it in a different way, thinking about the outcome. I want to
0: be a doctor because I love working with kids and helping them overcome their struggles, their sickness, that allows you to tie your purpose of helping kids back to a profession.
1: I wanna be a firefighter. Okay, why do you wanna be a firefighter? Well, the outcome is I wanna help the community. I want to be able to
0: you know, save people's homes and be on the front lines protecting our
1: community. That's focused on the outcome, not just the career choice. So if you're going through this type of transition you're thinking about maybe what do you do next,
0: maybe you're feeling unfulfilled with what you're doing today, think about it from this lens. Are you picking a position or are you picking the outcome, what you want to feel from that position that you take? And, you know, I think there's a lot of misconceptions on purpose, right? We've talked about purpose, passion, profession, kind of all is this this triangle of of success. But really, we want to focus in on, on purpose. And purpose does not always have to be this grand mission, right? It's a spectrum. And on the extreme side, you think of someone like an Elon Musk who... He's going to try to take society to Mars in his lifetime, which I, I have no doubt that he will. All right, He's an incredible mind. But that doesn't have to be your mission. It doesn't have to be this, this grand mission. It can be something little. It can be how you live your life just in an intentional way. Something like, you know, I'm going to smile and interact positively with everyone that I come across in my day-to-day.
1: I'm going to spread joy by doing these little things. That could be your purpose.
0: So as you listen in today, I urge you to reflect as we move through this episode of what is your purpose? Do you know what it is? Are you chasing it? Or is it a little bit of a gray area? where maybe you're unsure. You focus so much on maybe your profession that you lost sight of what your purpose was. Or you spend so much time on your passion that you're not sure if you're giving back appropriately to fulfill others around you. I know for me, that's how I felt throughout my life. I was chasing career success, chasing profession, but I didn't have the purpose. I didn't feel like I was creating a sense of community, and bringing those up around me. And that's why I want to talk about this topic today. So, now that we have a basic understanding of purpose, what it is and what it isn't, I want to dive into kind of a practical way that we can find our purpose. As we look to finding our purpose, it's important that we draw a connection between our personal values and purpose. If you chase a purpose that doesn't align with your personal values, you're gonna end up finding yourself even more unhappy. So first, do you understand your own core values?
1: If not, take a second to write them down or think about them right now. And maybe you don't know where to start. Something that's been helpful for me is to first start with reflection.
0: And to do this, a question that I might ask myself is, when have I felt most like myself? When have I felt most fulfilled? And if I reflect on the past six months, for me, when I've felt most fulfilled, it's when I've been able to open up share stories or things that I've gone through that I did not know would relate or help others. Some deep emotions inside myself that I've been able to put out for the world to see on this podcast. And others have been able to say, hey, you know what? I'm also going through something very similar. I appreciate you being vulnerable. Right? That was eye-opening to me. To say, you know, I'm somebody who can lead the charge in vulnerability, still be strong, but strength through vulnerability has been something that has really given me a lot of fulfillment. So reflect for yourself. When do you feel most like yourself? When do you feel most fulfilled? Once you answer that question, you then move on to quality. Identification, right? And this could be qualities in someone
1: else. This could be qualities in yourself. What do you admire most about others, right? What are things that you are good at? And reflecting on my own
0: journey, some qualities that I really admire in people that I've met recently is community. There's this woman I met recently, and every week, two or three things she was doing to serve in the community, whether it was with kids or a group of women that she knew. It was consistent. She would serve and give back. And, you know, I admired, honestly, her ability to focus so much and put others first. At so many points in her life. All right, another example is, is giving back. Went to a Christmas party recently and was with uh, a, a family that I've been friends with for past three years or so. Really great people. And you could tell that all the friends that they had brought together, which is a huge group of people, they were so thankful just to bring that community together right and you think about hosting a christmas party oh it's all just this, this fun and all this but as the host they're giving they're giving the opportunity for people to come together have fun
1: you know let loose a little bit and i admired that about them and then for me you know Reflecting
0: on the last six months, what have I been good at? You know, I think there's, it's often easy to look at the things maybe where you're struggling. Maybe you're struggling with consistency. Sometimes I struggle with that, right? Not getting up as early as I would hope or hitting snooze. But some things that I've, I think that I've done well at in the last six months is vulnerability. Right? I've been able to open up share parts about myself that I haven't talked about. And that in itself has helped foster community for people who are going through something similar. And so I would say that's a strength of mine. And what else am I good at? Well, as I reflect on the time on the podcast, I feel like I'm a a pretty good interviewer or asking good questions. been able to create some really good interactions with my guests on the podcast. (laughs) The funny thing about that is that that comes from this deflection mechanism internal to me. My whole life I've been
1: a little bit nervous in social settings. I would focus on how do
0: I respond to this question versus focus on listening. So I would get this long list of things. I got five things that I'm ready to ask as soon as this conversation feels like it's even going to die at all. And I've gotten better about listening. But that deflection mechanism that's been a part of me my whole life helps me ask good questions in these types of settings. Once you're able to identify different qualities that you admire, whether it's in people that you know, maybe it's people you don't know, or things within yourself, then you move on to past decisions, right? And the reason I I say we move here next is because often as we go through experiences, if they are
1: difficult in nature, it's easy for us to push them down, avoid them and deflect and not learn.
0: The perfect example is like a rebound relationship. You go through a tough breakup potentially and you jump right into a new relationship. You don't heal, you don't solve any of the things that led you to that initial breakup. And eventually, you're going to end up paying for that down the line. So do you want to deal with the pain in the moment? Soak, heal, focus on learning. Or push it off
1: until years down the line when it gets triggered. And it takes you right back to that moment.
0: So in this section, past decisions, focus on... You know, what did you learn about yourself
1: through certain points in time, right? So for me,
0: one thing that I've learned over the last six months or so is that sometimes I can
1: get distracted, distracted from my purpose, right? Whether it's a relationship that throws me off my consistency. Whether it's stress at work
0: that distracts me from focusing on my mental and physical health. It's easy to get distracted in today's world. Shoot, if you look at your, at your phone, it logs how much time you spend looking at your phone. There are some times when I had four hours of screen time. That is distraction. What else have I learned about myself?
1: You know, throughout most of my life, as I focused on my career, career focus
0: is inherently self-interested. How do I climb the ladder? How do I get to the top? How do I get to that next role? I think along the way,
1: I certainly helped people. I helped build teams. I helped people move up in their careers.
0: but the primary focus was myself. How do I get to that next level? How do I be the best at what I'm doing now? Versus how can I give? How can I give to others? And then in return, my career would take care of itself. And then I think prior to starting this podcast, just in my life in general, I lacked vulnerability. The ability to open up and
1: share who I am, and in my current workplace, often people that I don't know think that
0: I'm either disinterested or grumpy or reserved or don't like them for some reason, and the reason is, is because I'm just a reserved person. I don't like to talk a lot in these meetings. I don't feel like I need to be the loudest voice in the room. But that can come off as disinterest if a person doesn't know that you're reserved. So how do I learn from that? I recently did a, a 360 survey, and we'll dive into this more in a different
1: episode. But one of the topics in that survey was this being open and people having a hard time reading what I'm thinking.
0: And the lady that was walking me through the survey results, she said,
1: it's okay to be reserved. You don't have to be somebody you're not. But put it all on the table. If you're
0: reserved, when you first meet somebody, say, you know what, I'm kind of a reserved individual. So if I don't talk to you a lot in the office, It's not because I don't like you. It's not because I have a problem with you. It's because I'm just a reserved person. I do best when it's a one-on-one setting. Pull me aside, happy to chat anytime. But more generally, I'm kind of a reserved manager. By starting with that and setting that baseline, you don't allow someone to make an assumption that you're grumpy or don't like them. You set the precedent from the beginning. So as you focus on some of these past decisions that you've made, good or bad,
1: what did you learn from them? What are the things that you can do to ensure that you're able to learn from those
0: decisions? Once you're able to cover some of the things that have led you to where you are from past decisions, the next is to focus on creating your vision. Right? Where do you want to go next? Sure, it's important to learn from your past experiences, but we're here trying to find our purpose, right? So now, let's figure out where we wanna go. What inspires you? Do you have a clear vision on how to get there? And for me, again, I'm doing this episode because it's something that I struggle with, is finding that purpose, finding that vision.
1: And my vision may change, my purpose may change, but right now, I wanna make a difference. I want to help
0: other men share mental health struggles, lows that they've gone through, struggles and the ways that they've learned and gotten through some of those ups and downs. I want to help parents share about being their best self and helping build the next generation of amazing kids. At high level, I just want to make a difference in the world. Once you have your vision, then you have to go out and take action. And you're not going to have it all figured out on day one. I still don't, right? I still have things that I need to figure out. But to get there, you have to try these new things. Test, experiment, right? If I want to make a difference in men's mental health and highs and lows and help parents become their best self and
1: make a difference in the world, what am I doing to do that? Well, I'm back on my podcast. I'm
0: sharing my experiences. I'm going to help others share their experience. I'm creating a community of
1: people that can do the same. And that is my way of, of giving and serving others.
0: Giving them a forum to talk about the things they've gone through. And in some cases, share things for the very first time much like I
1: have. It's been such an empowering experience for me. How can I give that to others? So test and experiment once you know your vision. Next, it's action review,
0: right? Once you identify your vision, the actions that you wanna take to pursue
1: that vision, you have to reflect. You know, this past month, I was reflecting, you said, you know, is this,
0: is this really what I want to do? Is this something that drives my purpose?
1: What do I enjoy about it? Maybe what do I not? What are the things that I get value out of and what are the things that I don't? What topics do I think I want to cover? What topics do I not want to cover?
0: All of that reflection is important to ensure that you continue
1: to evolve your purpose as you go. And as you
0: evolve, right, your values will evolve as you grow older, the experiences that you have will then drive you to potentially different purposes. Review that regularly. Set aside time. As you can see, I'm in a very different location
1: right now. I'm not at home. I booked a you know, a four-day cabin just for myself. I think it fits 14 people. Probably way too big.
0: But I'm setting aside time to focus on my own purpose,
1: ensuring that I have a clear vision for where I want to go, and pivoting if I need to.
0: And I think as we go through all this, we have to recognize that there's gonna be moments of struggle and gratitude. This past month was a moment of struggle for me. I fell off a little bit. I wasn't putting out a
1: podcast every week, like I was hoping. I got distracted. It's not gonna happen overnight. Recognize that that struggle is part of the journey
0: and for me practicing gratitude that even through this past month i've been able to learn and get better as a person and be able to come back to this podcast
1: and and talk about some of those things that i've gone through have helped me get back on and one last Comment on struggle
0: and gratitude. You know, 99% of the time as we're going through our day to day, it's going to be about the journey. How can we enjoy the journey? How can we ensure that what we're doing, our purpose, we enjoy that along the
1: way? Purpose isn't about getting to an end goal, right? It's about creating a
0: path that along the way you enjoy and sure. Maybe 1% of the time you're winning, you achieve some milestone in finding your purpose.
1: But the journey is what really drives you. So that's a practical way that you can go through step by step and start to find your purpose. So now you have your purpose. And the hardest part about
0: having a purpose is staying on your purpose. It's easy to get distracted, much like I did in the last month. I'll be the first to admit I was distracted. And in the back of my head, I said, you know what? I'm, I probably should be making a podcast, but I didn't.
1: I was distracted and I deprioritized it mentally. That's part of it. It's easy in today's world to get distracted. Easy to knock you off your purpose. The best way that, as I've reflected over the last month,
0: is to ensure that you have a very defined process, to hold yourself accountable. Right? Prior to this week, much of my schedule was, just figure it out. Whenever there's a spare moment, go work a little bit on the podcast. And it always felt overwhelming because I didn't have a set process, a defined schedule to hold myself accountable. And therefore, I would be scrambling at the last moment to get a podcast out each week. Learning from a friend who is also starting her own business, I talked with her and her and
1: her husband went and planned out you know, the next three to six months. And doing every single day in
0: that period to say, this is the action I have to take today to ensure that six months
1: down the line, I reach my goal. That's the level of rigor you need to have in order to avoid distraction. And to avoid
0: distraction, not just the process, you also have to be able to identify what some of these distractions are for you. They can be different for everyone, right? Some examples of distractions are self-doubt, social media, other priorities in your life, unclear visions, right? If you don't have a clear vision, it can be easy to waver in your conviction there.
1: Or shiny objects, something new, chasing the woman in the red dress,
0: Right? Are you staying on your purpose or are you bouncing around from thing to thing to thing hoping that it will make you happy but never truly creating consistency? All of these are examples of distractions. For me, it was a lot of, of self-doubt. Am I doing something that truly adds value? Do I have a clear vision?
1: And letting some of that lack of confidence take me away from just doing the thing. So
0: as you come across some of these distractions, identify them, call them out. Say, you know what? I, I fell off my purpose today. Social media, I was on there too
1: much. Or I had a moment of self-doubt. Go back to your process. Did that distraction
0: Right into your process? Did it take away two hours of, of time that you're supposed to be
1: spending on your purpose? If so, identify a way that next time that comes
0: up, you're able to recognize it and move more quickly through it. Now that we've talked a little bit about some of the distractions that can come up as you're finding your purpose, I want to talk a little bit about purpose in relationships. I think this is a very interesting topic and something that I recently read a book called The Eight Rules of Love. This is by Jay Shetty. It's a great book for those of you that are interested in it. I would highly recommend it to anybody who has relationships or is aspiring to have a relationship. But there's one section that talks about purpose and purpose specifically in the context of relationships.
1: And I think there are two types of relationships. The first is dependency. And dependency is a healthy relationship, right? It's
0: You both are mutual in your needs for collaboration and validation and, um, you work together well and it's a safe place, right? You both have emotional needs and you both meet them. Codependency is on the opposite side of the spectrum, right? There's a level of dysfunction. It's often one-sided. There's often a level of sacrifice, right? One side is sacrificing in hopes that the other person will love them or, you can also see this sometimes in desperation, right? Somebody will do these, these crazy things to kind of prove their love and hope that the other person validates their love, right? That's codependency. And what happens in relationships is that often purpose is what drives us between those two sides of the spectrum, right? If, for example, you both have a strong purpose in your life, you're going to be most likely dependent on each other. You both have your own thing, you come together, it's kind of harmonious. Or there's codependency, where one person has a purpose, the other maybe does not, and therefore makes the person who does have a purpose or the relationship itself that other person's
1: purpose. And so it's very one-sided. And one thing I'll say is that a dependent relationship doesn't mean that it's going to stay that way forever. And we'll talk through some of these things here in a moment. But
0: if you think about dependency, it's not when you meet each other, right? Do you both have a purpose? And are you able to then come together and be harmonious? Like I said, it's Do you have a purpose? And do you continue
1: to drive towards your purpose or new purposes as you move forward? A quote from this book Your purpose has to come first for you, and your partner's has
0: to come first for them. That creates a dependent relationship where you continue to both chase your purpose, the things that are important to you, and your values in life. And then you come together and it works. Another quote from David Viscott, purpose comes first. The meaning of life is to find your gift.
1: The purpose of life is to give it away. Final quote from Jay Shetty, dreams don't have to be big, they just have to be yours. So in these relationships, as you reflect on your own or relationships that you've had in the past,
0: where did you fall in this spectrum? Were you on the dependent side where you both had purpose that you were chasing and when you come together, it was very healthy, felt very safe, you could both talk about your purpose, but then you went your separate ways and had your own thing? Or was it codependent? Whether you were the person with the purpose Or maybe you were the person without the purpose that was using the relationship to help create your purpose. And you felt like you were sacrificing or you're creating these desperate moves
1: to try to create this harmony in the relationship. But in reality, you were creating dysfunction. Now, Talked a lot about the importance of having a purpose.
0: But let's just say that maybe you're in a relationship where one side maybe doesn't. How do you get to a place where you can still maintain a healthy relationship and shift from maybe codependent to dependent?
1: It all comes down to setting healthy boundaries. Right? So, someone, let's just say, that has a purpose. And like, you
0: know what? I need to spend three hours a day on my purpose. I can't have distractions. I I can't call. I can't text. They create a boundary that then allows the person who maybe is unsure about what their purpose is to operate more effectively within there. All right, defining these boundaries in a relationship even if it's somewhat codependent, will allow you to move more towards a dependent relationship.
1: But think about it the next time you get into a relationship or even the relationship you're in now. Where do you fall? Are you dependent and healthy? Are you on one side of the codependency spectrum? What can you do
0: within that, whether it's helping set healthy boundaries, Whether it's
1: finding your own purpose again to move towards the dependent. And for me,
0: you know, I I think I've experienced all parts of the spectrum. And I'll go back to a story of, of myself as I came out of college. Right. I was living down in Pocatello, I'd played football there for four years. And as I talked about a little earlier in the episode, I wasn't sure what I was going to do when I was done. I didn't have a clear purpose. My purpose had been sports for so long, right? Athletics.
1: And so I move home back to, back to Boise area. And I quickly get into this relationship. And Right or wrong, this relationship became my purpose. I had a job, you know, I'd go to work every day,
0: but then I'd come home and all that energy that I'd been pouring into football, I was now pouring into this relationship. I was the dysfunctional one. I didn't have a purpose outside of the relationship. I was making sacrifices. I was doing desperate things to try to keep this relationship. It was extremely unhealthy.
1: Got to the point where that relationship ended and
0: I had to take a hard look at myself because I was not the person that I knew I could be. I had, I had lost my way. My health had taken a decline. I'd probably lost 15 pounds. I was very skinny. I think I was down from 185 to 170 pounds, the skinniest I'd been since my freshman year of
1: college. I wasn't sleeping. At the time, I was drinking too much.
0: I lost my way. I lost my health. I lost my confidence. And I just was not the best me because I had no purpose. My purpose was the relationship and it was bound to fail because of that. So again, reflect on where you stand in your relationships or previous relationships. How can you now take a
1: step, right? Reflect on some of these past decisions as we talked about, learn and grow and move on.
0: So we've done a lot of reflecting today. Right, We've gone through an exercise to help us find our purpose.
1: We've talked about purpose in relationships. What about just purpose in daily life? You found your purpose, and what now? What now?
0: Well, as we talked about in the opening of this episode, purpose does not create profession, necessarily. So we wanna make sure that we're balancing our financial responsibility. Can you make money through your purpose? If so, great, you should chase that. If not, how can you ensure that you're setting your time up appropriately to allow you to ensure you meet your financial responsibilities, but also maybe change your schedule to allow for more purpose time? One thing that's been helpful for me um, and something that I've spent you know, the last couple of days on up here is being rigorous about my time
1: blocking. Right? I, writ, I wrote down every single hour of my day, sleeping, eating, working out,
0: filling it in. Even with all of those things included, I had 25
1: to 30 hours a week of time. It was just open. It was unused. It was likely getting filled by screen time.
0: So how can you change your schedule to allow for more purpose time? Do you have 25, 30 hours in your week that you're just not using to go and tackle your purpose? Avoid distractions, right? We talked a little bit about some methods to avoid distractions, identify distractions. Don't chase
1: the woman in the red dress. Don't bounce from thing to thing. Create a vision. Tweak it if you need to along the way through testing and experimentation, but at all costs, avoid distraction. And a simplified practical steps that you can do in your daily life, right? Meditate and reflect. It's so easy to fill the silence with noise today, whether it's Throwing in your AirPods and listening to a podcast. Listening to an audio book. Listening to the radio on the way to work. Often do you just sit down and reflect? Let it be quiet.
0: Right? right, I've been on this solo trip for the last three days. Every morning I get
1: up, just let it be quiet. It's helped me Reflect more deeply and realize
0: where I need to spend my time. Visualize. This is the, be- the, the next big one is, you know, once you have meditated and reflected, write down the vision. You know, for me this week, this is all about a vision exercise, but where do I want to be at 35?
1: Make it a big goal. And
0: then back into where am I at now? Right? Where do I want to go for the next four years? to help me reach that goal by 35. Break it down into monthly, weekly,
1: even daily. Right? Whether it's a big or small goal. Once you've identified that vision, plan it out. Right? What
0: are the actions that you need to take on that daily, weekly, monthly time frame? And then take the action. Hold yourself accountable. And then repeat that process. Right? Once you've taken the action, reflect. Did the
1: action drive the results you were hoping for? What worked, what didn't work? And pivot if you need to. You know, kind of last thought here uh, on purpose in your daily life is a question for all of us Are we searching out and finding our purpose? Or are we letting our purpose? Find us. Many of us work a corporate job, right? And we do so because it's low risk. Is that our purpose? Or are we letting that enact itself as our purpose? Take a stand. Find your purpose.
0: You know, and as we wrap up here today... All of these learnings and things bring me back to my podcast. As I outlined in the introduction to this episode, when I first started this podcast, I'd talk about anything. In some cases, the topics were things that I learned, you know, just days before I shot the podcast. It made it feel a little bit less authentic than I would have liked it to be, and as time went on, I found topics that I was passionate about and had lived through. And that made me feel much more authentic to myself. Topics like fatherhood, parenthood, leadership, men's mental health, health and wellness, overcoming self-doubt, all fell into my wheelhouse. These are topics that I can talk about with no guest and add value. Any, anything outside of this arena, I quickly became out of my depth and the authenticity of my knowledge was lowered. As a result, the podcast just was not as pure. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm not going to talk about other things, but as I move forward, when I'm not an expert in an area, you can expect I'll be bringing on an expert to speak about their specific area of expertise. My purpose is to talk about my experiences that are true and pure and create a space where others can do the same. As we wrap up today's episode, think back to your own journey do you have a clear purpose? Are you pursuing that purpose? Or are you unclear on your vision, your purpose, but excited to start a journey to finding it? It's never too late. Take the step, learn along the way, and we'll all be better off as a result. Thank you all for your continued support. If you'd like to be on a future episode, please reach out to me on my social media at Luke Wynn on Instagram or by emailing me at luke at greatness-blueprint.com so we can set up some time to discuss. And as always, stay on your path, stay inspired, and above all, stay great. We'll see you soon.